Aloha, guys and gals. This is John Omerchata, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. Uh, it's been a few days since I put an episode out. Yes, I'm super aware of it. <laughs> uh, I just recently uploaded all of my Facebook Live videos over to my YouTube account, so you can go there, and uh, another video over there. So I got a couple videos that aren't Facebook-related that are on there. Um, I'm going to try to break down some shit. I intend to keep all of that going, and, uh, man, fucking, why not a little bit more on my workload, right? Uh, sorry, it's raining out. You're going to hear my window, my window, my windshield wipers as I go. And really, I didn't prepare anything for this episode. Um, I just figured I haven't done it in a while and uh, I want to. And so there it is. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get the YouTube account going. Uh, obviously I published the first chapter of the weapon, still working on the second. There's, um, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a part in it, and it's right in the beginning of Chapter 2 that uh, I really wanted to be. Um, I wanted to put a little bit of extra care on it. So that, the website is still coming along. My mom came up from the south, so, you know, got to spend some time with her. And um, I haven't been able to put too much towards all that. And then I get to work. Fuck, man. A lot of shit. Doing a lot of stuff. And then I noticed... Um, <laughs> my weight's going up, <laughs> which means I haven't been working out <laughs> and I've been eating too much. So, uh, it's always like one thing it starts to lack as I put focus on something else. So, um, eventually it's all going to fucking work out. Uh, the book is now available on Apple iBooks. So I was excited to see that there's three others that it still is in the processing part of for um i believe it's amazon kindle barnes and noble nook and then i think it's boku never heard of it before but apparently it's a place where people go to look to read books so um yeah we got it on lulu and apple ibook so far so that's exciting and then um yeah just working on the second and then uh i'll start getting into all the all the rest of it so Man, I really hope I can put out one a week. That would be awesome. But uh, thank thank everybody. Thank all of you guys who have purchased it. Um, thank you, uh, D.B. Cooper, Daryl, for uh, leaving a kick-ass review for me. I appreciate that. Same with you, Bentley. I appreciate the hell out of both of you guys. Notice that ben, Bentley uh, is one of my subscribers on uh, my YouTube channel. <laughs> he was one of the first. I appreciate it, brother. Um, so I appreciate the hell out of you guys. And for, you know, waiting for each episode to come out and listening. So I appreciate all that. And I, I appreciate you. Truly. Uh, you guys are my foundation now. So uh, spread the word. Like, share, subscribe. Anybody who's listening. Um, to all the above. And in the meantime, if uh, if you're waiting for me to put something out and I haven't been in a while, I've got a couple of other people that I'd like to promote so that you can listen to them. Uh, Sam Tripoli, his uh, Tinfoil Hat podcast is a pretty good one that I'll listen to every once in a while. And um, 
I'd like to listen to it all the time, but, um, you know, I'm busy, apparently. So his is a really, really interesting um, show, and obviously far more professional than mine. He's got a couple producers, and uh, he gets really cool guests on. He uh, partners up with Eddie Bravo, who is um, Joe Rogan's uh, jiu-jitsu um, coach and uh, Eddie goes at, I'm so more so much more in line with Eddie than I have ever been with Joe uh, Joe is a little bit too lefty for me and uh, I've, I've obviously talked about my complaints about Joe Rogan but uh, yeah so Sam Tripoli's really good I wish Eddie Bravo had one I know he does but he didn't like he only did a couple episodes on his and um he's talked about it before where he doesn't really want to to be a uh a podcast host which is sad because i like the way that he breaks shit down too and sam tripley is uh he's pretty cool given he had an episode with professor griff on and uh i'm not a fan professor griff and i feel like he kind of I don't know. I think he was just being a nice guy, Sam Tripoli, when he had him on because uh, he did give him some pushback. But for the most part, he let him get away with some fucking, you know, the white, the white privilege bullshit and the uh, fucking um, the Black Panthers, you know, pro propaganda garbage that uh, Professor Griff talks about. I'm just not a fan of that, dude. I'm not a fan of division and people who spend their whole fucking life, you know promoting racial divide. I'm, I'm just, just, it fucking irks the shit out of me. But um, other than that, there's some shit. Hey, man, you know, I may disagree with a lot of what Professor Griff has to say, but uh, there's there's plenty of stuff that I agree with. You know, he talks about uh, the CIA and, and uh, the shit that they've done and all that. Um, but my problem with, with some of that, too, especially when you hear about how they... Uh, they brought drugs to the neighborhoods. Well, you know, that, that goes down to people's decisions too. Like, I don't think anybody walked around with a gun in their hand and put it to people's heads and said to, uh, do drugs. Now, as I say that the contradiction in that is yes. Has that happened before? Yeah. There's been a couple times that that's happened. I've heard some stories. Um, but overall to get an entire society of people to do drugs, that's not how it happened. It was, uh, I mean, it was an accumulation of things, sure, and uh, effects on on um, the economy in a certain geographical location and things like that, and people would revert to doing drugs. Listen, I'm very aware of how that type of shit happens, but, you know, holding not holding people accountable is also uh, a way to, to give way to people making bad decisions. So, uh, but it's also in the deterioration of a family, which I have said before that I want uh, all society to uphold, you know, the family, the traditional family, mother and father sticking together and uh, raising their kids. The dad has got to be there. The dad is, is going to be the, the, that uh, super reliable source for the kids. It's not to say the mom isn't. It's just, it's not, it, and when I do this, because I, I uh, had a chat with my wife the other day, and um, you know, it, and I and I get it, but she thought that because I was 
talking about myself in a certain way that I was trying to push her down. And I was like, hon, <clears throat> just because I, I'm propping myself up here in this area and talking about this doesn't mean that I'm trying to push you down. You know, that's, that's not the case. And uh, that's when I'm talking about husbands and wives and, and the traditional family, both have an equally important role to play in their kids' lives. You know, it's just the father has been fucking neutered in the society that we live in, and uh, we got to stop doing that. We gotta, we gotta prop up both. You know, we gotta get both back into the the roles that they were meant for, instead of you know putting a woman in a man's role and vice versa, because it just doesn't work out that way overall. You know, you'll have Ben Shapiro, whose dad was a stay-at-home dad. Uh, and the mom was breadwinner. I'm not just not a fan of that, especially when it when it comes to the big scheme of things, you know. So, um, but anyway, check him out, Gavin McGinnis, um, with Free Speech TV. Now, when I say his name, I'm sure he would get annoyed at how I say it. It's McInnis. I get it, but it sounds a hell of a lot like McGinnis. Okay. I know there's no G in there, but uh, I'm not attempting to say it like McGinnis, but it comes out that way, so deal with it. But he has his uh, free speech TV episode that comes out once a week, Um, and I love listening to the guy. There's also a a guy, I think his name is Master Clips on YouTube, that puts out about, you know, a five to ten minute video, I think a couple times a day from the free speech show that uh, you can catch on YouTube, so that's fun to watch, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, you know, Gavin, a little bit of tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli. Uh, Owen Benjamin, still a great guy to listen to. Um, you know, there's some, I, I'm not, I don't do things the way that he does, but, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. I know it bothers some people, you know, the, the banning that he does and all that, but uh, I like what he breaks down. He's a pretty intelligent guy, and, uh, I'm I'm on his side more than I'm not. So uh, there's a couple people to listen to. What's some shit that's been happening lately that I can pull off the top of my head? Well, they're still going. Oh, Politicon just happened. Oh, oh my God. My mom went to Politicon because we're from Tennessee and Politicon was in Nashville this year. And uh, so my mom went and she is a Democrat. And she's a staunch Democrat to the point where now that the Democrats have went wholeheartedly liberal my mom tries to pretend that she's liberal and we had a we had a nice little debate the first night she came up that uh went pretty good for a while but then we got a little too inebriated both her and i and uh we got in some some family shit and it went sour pretty quick so um there was some yelling some cuss words that were said and uh and uh, we went to bed not super happy that night but uh we worked it out yesterday, and it's, it's all good now. But um, it's like me and her. I don't know if this is an all Irish thing, but uh, we just got to get that first fight out, and then <laughs> we're good for the rest of the week. Um, so anyway, at Politicon, you had Charlie Kirk go against uh, Kyle Kalinsky, and I still haven't made it all the way through the Sam Cedar debate with Charlie Kirk from last year's Politicon. Sam Cedar did not go. Uh, Stephen Crowder did not go. Uh, in fact, Sam Cedar, Sam Cedar actually debated uh, Tim Poole. 
and uh, I've only made it about 20 to 25 minutes into that debate. And what I decided to do with that one was I'm going to start pulling up the shit. I'm going to start fact-checking this shit um, because all the Sam, Sam Cedars fans are fucking feral, dude. These fucking people will find they, – they hang on his every word. They are dick riders to a T. And um, so they go to Tim Pool's – because Tim Pool uploaded it. And, of course, they just flooded the comments. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to start fact-checking this shit. And sure enough, everything that he said so far – and I left a couple comments are, – are disingenuous, complete bullshit. Um, he was arguing for the, uh, the Ukrainian – Quid pro quo, quid pro quo shit, and um, funny enough, obviously that came up in the Kyle Kalinske and, and Charlie Kirk debate. Uh, the there is no quid quo, quid pro quo, and it's all out there for you to see. Uh, there's no cover up, but the left just wants to find a story in there somewhere, so they make one up. Um, so you can go, you can check those guys. Those, those debates out. I finally made it to YouTube. Uh, the one with Charlie Kirk and Kyle Kalinsky, there's some fucking jackass that's right next to a microphone that's recording this shit from the audience, and uh, he's annoying because he's just all about uh, Kyle Kalinsky. I would argue Charlie Kirk actually won that one. Um, there's a lot of conservatives that are starting to turn against Charlie Kirk for some of the shit that he's doing. He's a little bit, you got to understand the different brands of, of conservatives that are out there. Um, you got the Ben Shapiro types, um, which I think match up a lot with the Charlie Kirks, which are a little bit too pro-corporate conservative that I'm just not a super huge fan of. I don't believe that corporations are, are a person, you know, and this is a, this is a point of contention in a lot of uh, debates that are out there. This is where Charlie Kirk and I would disagree, same with uh, – uh, even Dinesh D'Souza. I love Dinesh D'Souza. I think he's great, but, uh, you know, he makes arguments. And uh, it's a pretty good argument that he has, but I think it's wrong uh, that, a, that a corporation can be considered a person. Um, I have a part in me that wants to agree with Cenk Yerger. I know that sounds crazy, but when it comes to the money that's in politics, I have a problem with that too, but how do you solve it, right? Especially, like, take a, uh, a business owner. Take somebody like me. Right, I am super busy with all the shit that I'm doing. I've obviously listed time and time again all the all the things that I'm busy with, um, and so I can't just go out all the time and and campaign for whoever it is. I can't go to their headquarters and pick up flyers and shit like that and go out and pass them around. So what a lot of people do is they'll put their money towards a um, a certain candidate. And uh, this is the part that Jank Yerger has a problem with. When, when corporations and you have super PACs and you have things like that, um, and I, to a degree, have a problem with it too. I wish we could handle that. But what are you going to do for the person that wants to do something for a candidate to promote them, but they can't, so they give them their money, which is stored labor? That's the argument that Dinesh D'Souza has. And I can see that argument. I can understand that that's a solid point to make. You know, but um, there's just there's a lot of money in politics and it makes it virtually impossible for somebody like me to run for president. Um, and same with, you know, the majority of you that are listening to this. Uh, it's been said before, and I, I have to agree with it, that you can't 
run for president unless you're a you're a multimillionaire, you know, for the most part. Um, I I would really like to see the numbers behind Bernie Sanders. Uh, you look up on Google or DuckDuckGo or wherever how much he's worth, and it says somewhere around two million. Uh, dude, I'm sorry, that that has got to be off. That has got to be seriously off because of the fact that he owns three houses, the cheapest of which is six hundred thousand. That's over two million right there, and you're telling me he's only got two million in the in the bank? I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, that's off. I'd, I'd like to see the real numbers behind that. And then again, if you look at say somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who I have seen is worth over two hundred million, the numbers are all over the place in different places that you look. Uh, in some places it's one hundred and twenty mil. In some places it's. Uh, 140, 160, 200, you know, so it's just, it's all over the place. So I'd like to see the real numbers behind all that stuff. But then again, you know, what are you going to do with it? Um, but it, it's still the same point that you, you can't really run for president unless you're a multimillionaire, which is sad because that's, that's our, our, um, what campaign process, that's the word I'm looking for, um, is meant for anyone, arguably those with the best arguments to president in order to campaign and do do well and, and to uh, obtain the president so but anyway uh, so yeah you had the, you had politicon uh, Sean Hannity was there and Coulter was there um, man I'd really like to see more alternative people and I want to say it was the Democrats that came up with it so I got to give credit where credit's due uh, they started that the, the politicon for uh, conservatives and liberals to come to and um, bring it up. And when I say Democrats, I mean more more so like, um, like I want to say it was Cenk Yerger. Cenk Yerger might have been behind that. And I know I shit on him a lot, but uh, that's actually something to, to give to him if he did start that up. Um, you know, people like him. I, I don't think it was conservatives that started the uh, Politicon. So anyway, um, so Charlie Kirk, I think that that was probably one of the bigger debates. I think it was the last one, too, was Charlie and Kyle Kalinske. Um, another pretty decent one was um, Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire, uh, which is Ben Shapiro, <coughs> excuse me, Ben Shapiro's show. He uh, he debated the guy that called him a, a skinny boy or whatever during the Greta Thunberg uh, debacle. Um where he was on Fox News with this guy, I think on Greta Van Susteren, the show, something like that. And, uh, and Michael Knowles pointed out that she was mentally ill, and, and whoever the guy was called him a skinny boy and got all offended. Well, they had a debate at Politicon, so uh, I've only watched a little bit of that so far, and I intend to watch more. But, um, yeah, those are some fun things to keep you busy while I'm, uh, I'm doing shit. So, um, what else is going on? Did I look up? I I got about seven miles before I got to look at my map again. So, uh, did you guys have the update on the fucking iPhone? God damn it, dude. It's like everything got upgraded. So, you got to click on it and wait for it to load and all that shit. I was going to go to Drudge Report, but fuck it. I'll go to Google, see what kind of liberal leftist bullshit they got ready for me. I think the last time I was on this, I was looking at something to do with working out because it's nothing but shit of me working out um you know let's do a little news 
Ah, oh, god damn it! I really don't want to do this, <laughs> but why not? Uh, Molly Miley Cyrus's body language with Cody Simpson. What is she dating a new guy? Her and Liam Hens Hensworth divorced. Like, dude, I have to think that Chris Hensworth, I I E Thor, <laughs> is so happy about that. What a fucking god! How could you not talk your brother out of that, man? And she is a disaster. Yeah, it's just all gym shit on this. Joe, oh, this was another one. I like this one. This is a good part. Joe Biden, this is coming from CNN. <laughs> Joe Biden was denied communion at a Catholic church in South Carolina. <laughs> well, it's because he's uh, he supports abortion. From what I understand, that was the case. Good on that priest. Good on that church. And I'm, I can almost guarantee you they're hearing it from their diocese right now. Um Hopefully not. Hopefully that diocese is a good traditional Catholic diocese. But uh, they denied him communion. I didn't even know he was Catholic. Good for that church, man. Good for them. Fucking doing what's, what's got to be done. Yeah, you tell those fucking baby murderer support pieces of shit to fuck off. Uh, there's really nothing else on. Just a whole bunch of gay stuff. Oh, there was a... Uh, there was a tranny story time at some library. And this motherfucker, this fucking tranny piece of shit, was up there in a miniskirt. And he pretended to fall over and spread his legs and let the whole class see his dick. What is wrong with parents, man? What is wrong with communities where we let this shit happen? I mean, at the, just take a normal person. Up there. Let's say let's say a woman, right? A normal woman. She's in a miniskirt and she pretends to fall over and opens her legs and it lets the whole class see her cooch. I'd have a problem with that. You got fucking six and seven year olds that don't need to be seeing this shit. Let alone a fucking pedophile piece of shit up there showing the whole class dick, you fucking psychotic motherfucker. Um so that happened and uh I don't know if I've heard if he's gotten any charges against him, which he should have. And decent ex exposure, for fuck's sake. At the very least. Uh, I don't know. Neglect of someone at some point, the parents. Then, uh... Happy Halloween! From John Omerchata, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show. Of course, you know that because I'm piggybacking the episode that I did yesterday. That I did not get out yet. And I'm sure as you just heard my windshield wiper... It's still pretty rainy out. Uh, today is October 31st, 2019. Last night, for those in the know, uh, it was Devil's Night. And apparently only a f few people know about what Devil's Night is. Uh, and I guess it's mostly people from Michigan and Los Angeles. And I'm sure plenty of other people have heard about it before. Um... Devil's Night is the night before Halloween where you go out and cause a shitload of destruction. Uh, it's supposed to... Well, I'm sure that there's probably some occultist shit that went on last night, but uh, for the most part, it's just kids up to mischief. You know, teenagers out fucking taking baseball bats to mailboxes and fucking smashing pumpkins and, you know, dumb shit like that, TPing and, uh, you know, visqueening somebody's car. Some dumb shit, you know? 
<laughs> but then in, you have Detroit where they go and they fucking burn down houses, abandoned, hopefully abandoned houses. Uh, there's a lot of squatters out in D-Town. So uh, happy Devil's Night. Hopefully you were safe. They, call, they tried doing it and making it Angel's Night because it got so fucking bad, which makes sense, right? Um, but yeah, happy Devil's Night. Happy Halloween. Well, you shouldn't be saying that coming from Christian. What? I saw that shit. I saw some people talking shit about how you can't be Christian and be and participate in Halloween. First and foremost, it's called All Hallows Eve. Um, Christianity, if we're going to go down that path, adopted a whole bunch of pagan holidays and traditions in order to keep those who were... Um, what is that called when you... When you, <laughs> I'm going to say the word, when you transition, <laughs> when you transition over to Christianity, uh, fuck, convert. When you're converted, it's to keep the people who converted, converted. Uh, so it's not some kind of crazy fucking, you know, devil, actual devil worshiping shit. Um, although, yes, I understand that there are cultists that do that. So let's just fucking tap the brakes here a little bit, fella. Um... That being said, the reason that Halloween month is my favorite, and I didn't get to go to a fucking haunted house this, this year, it's just shitty weather, flat out. I mean, the first couple of weeks were pretty good, and that's usually where I really fumble the ball there, is the first couple of weeks. That's when I should really start hitting in on the, uh, on the haunted houses and shit. It was great weather, uh, good temp, you know, to go out to haunted houses. Uh, it was really nice back when I was, uh, you know, a single guy. My wife doesn't want to go to them at all. Because uh, girls get all sorts of fucking horned up when you take them out to the haunted house, man. Uh, you know, you start grabbing on... <laughs> they start grabbing on you <laughs> in the haunted house because they're looking for a big, strong man to protect them. And that's just... That's that's the, uh, the ingredients for a good night. So, um, yeah, I love Halloween, man. Great memories. Um, I also like getting the shit scared out of me. Love it. Uh, I know that's probably not a normal thing, but you know what? Probably you're not normal either in that same sense or else horror movies would not be made. <laughs> People uh, go and see horror flicks as soon as them bitches come out um, in mass. And I guess I need to break down some of the best horror movies in this episode. I can't remember what I was talking about yesterday. I think I was going through the news. I... I think I ended on that fucking tranny piece of shit that uh, that flagged or flagged that uh, flashed all the kids as junk. Um, doing something like that, you deserve to get the shit kicked out of you. Oh my god, you just said to go beat up. No, I said a person that does something like that deserves to get the shit kicked out of him. I'm not saying you need to go beat him up because he's a tranny, um, and I'm not even saying to go beat him up. However. What does he deserve? Does he deserve a medal? No. Does he deserve a fucking pat on the back? No. He deserves uh, some retribution for scarring kids. And so do the parents, motherfuckers. Then that's, by the way, that's a type of horror that I'm not a fan of. Uh, I do have nightmares. Oh, and that's another thing. I love nightmares. When I was uh, on the patch for quitting smoking, the, your, your dreams are super vivid. And I love nightmares where I'm getting chased by a killer. It's the fucking best, dude. Um, again, I know that that's 
that part is for sure not normal. Like just watching a horror movie and getting a little, little uh, perturbed is pretty good, right? For most people, that's like a little. Oh, I got a little stimulus and I'm I'm good. No, no, not good enough for me. I need the shit scared out of me. Uh, for the longest time, I couldn't find a horror movie that would scare me. <clears throat> My favorite horror, uh, horror movie franchise is Halloween. Flat out. That's the best. Um, and for the most part, they did pretty good with the sequels. Uh, Halloween 3 was a fucking joke. I mean, it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. It just had the mask. And the masks were all um, cursed. And that was what was setting... I don't know if they are like trying to say that that's what set Michael Myers off. <clears throat> but uh, that fell flat. Nobody gave, gave a shit because Michael Myers wasn't in it. Neither was Dr. Loomis. So, um, But yeah, after that, Halloween 4 and 5, I think, were the most popular. Uh, they also had Danielle Harris in there, who is uh, some serious eye candy. She also played in the reboot with, or the remake. I don't know what you would call it. Is it a remake? Yeah, I guess the remake with... Uh, uh, the guy that should stick to playing to, to making his own movies, sort of, and certainly his own uh, music, which would be... And I'm a big fan of this guy, um, White Zombie or Rob Zombie. Um, his brother was in a band called... It, they did the song Supernova. Power Man 5000. I think that that's what it was. Am I getting him confused with Andre 3000? You're shitting me, dude. What is all this traffic for? Power Man 5000. Um, yeah, they had the, uh, the song, the single Supernova. Or Supernova Goes Pop or something like that. So anyway, uh, he remade, Rob Zombie remade Halloween. So me and him must be in some kind of weird line together. Because he's in all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was good. Uh, kind of got my, my blood curdling. Um, and then The Devil's Rejects was just gross. And I haven't seen, uh, what is it, Three from Hell? I haven't seen that one yet, but I intend to. Um, I've been, this is probably the worst I've been at, at uh, Halloween month in my entire life. And it's because I've been so fucking busy with all this other shit. I, I haven't given myself much time. I've watched like three movies. Do you know how fucking absurd that is for me? I've watched three movies and I think only one of them was a scary movie. Fuck me. So anyway, uh, yeah, he redid uh, Halloween and had Daniel Danielle Harris in it, in which, uh, and for any guys that may want to see it, not that I'm promoting porn, but you get to see your tits. <laughs> uh, that's a nice little treat. Um, and I had the biggest crush on her. We're, she, she and I are around the same age. She was in a pretty uh, cool movie franchise called, uh, I think it was Hatchet. Yeah, I think it was Hatchet. And it was like Hatchet all the way down to maybe even four and five. So, uh, it's and it's, for somebody like me, I like B-movies. I like, um, especially B-horror movies. Oh my God, that's the shit, dude. You get, you get a little stoned, get some Scooby Snacks. I fucked that word up. Scooby Snacks. And you just sit back and enjoy yourself. Because it's so fucking dumb. Uh, another excellent uh, movie franchise would be... Uh, the Army of Darkness. Not Army of Darkness, The Evil Dead. Um, Bruce Campbell, who is from Michigan, 
uh, teamed up with Sam Raimi, and I want to say Sam Raimi's first movie was this, uh, was Evil Dead, which started off scary. And then you have Evil Dead 2, which was like 75% scary, 25% funny. And then you had uh, Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, which was like purely comedy. And uh, Bruce Campbell was a great actor. He ended up going into a couple other different weird things. And then he, um, he ended up doing the Evil Dead TV show, which was pretty good. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. And the chicken there is super hot. So, uh, and she's hot in a weird way, you know? Um, anyway, so you had all those. God, where did I go from there? Oh, the scariest movies. I think I've talked about this before, but I'll do it again because it's Halloween. And in the spirit of Halloween, I want you to go find the shit that scared me. So we have number one is, man, this is a tough one. I would say is a movie called Abandoned. It was a part of a um, series, I guess, if you will, of uh, just I don't know what you'd call them. It was a it was a film fest basically, and it was it, they called it the After Dark uh, Film fe- or the After Dark Film Fest or Eight Films to Die For. So it was just kind of a film festival where you know a whole bunch of different people came together and and put in their shit, and then they picked eight of the best ones. Uh, one of them was Penny Dreadful, not good, slightly dreadful. Um, but they were all like basically B-movies until you got to this movie called Abandoned. I watched that fucker, and I was like, God damn, dude, this is awesome. Uh, deals with fucking like weird kind of time travel, and uh, I got a headache. And uh, ghosts, question mark? It was... Uh, it's trippy, man. It will fuck you up. Maybe don't watch that one, Stone, because you will come out fucked up at the end. Uh, it was a pretty good one. And then you have, I almost said Insidious. No, Insidious is decent. That's just a fucking Tuesday night, you know, you want to fuck with yourself a little bit with the lights off type of movie. That's decent. Uh, I didn't watch the last one with just the, the fucking clairvoyant lady in it. Um, but I watched, I believe the first two, I was mad one day at my first wife, funny enough. And, uh, I just took off. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go cool off. And I went and watched a movie and that was it. It was pretty decent, but, uh, not insidious. Fuck. I'm missing the name of the movie. It's got the same, the dad that was in insidious is in this other movie franchise. They, they made two of them. Did they make three? No. I know they made two other spin-off movies that had to do with that damn doll, Annabelle. Um, so it's it's that movie that they come from, and I can't think of the name. And I'm sure you're probably screaming your head off right now about what it is. But uh, that is one of the best, I think, horror movie films. Horror, horror movie films? Horror films out there. Uh, it scared me. Um, arguably based on a true story, depending on who, you know, you believe. I believe it's, it's true. Um, oh, have I, yeah, I've told you guys about this. Um, I've snuck in, I did ghost hunting and this is what I would say to somebody like Sam Harris is, uh, all right, motherfucker, you're going to sit here and you're going to run your mouth about there not being another side. This is it. There's not, you know, there's no, you know, other realm or whatever you want to call it, whether it be hell or another dimension, whatever you want to say. Um, why don't you go fucking investigate it? All you're going to do is sit around and read other people's shit. You're going to read books about it, and you're not going to go investigate it for yourself, you pussy. You know? 
go fucking investigate it and then tell me, you know, don't do just one. Um, and I would say that for, uh, I don't know, see, I don't want to necessarily send somebody over to get fucking possessed. And yes, I believe in that shit. Um, and it's because I went ghost hunting. Now, my first adventure was a, uh, was a hell of an adventure where I heard a voice from the other side in Lima, Ohio. I am not the only one. There are plenty of people that have had some fucked up experiences out there. And from what I understand, they tore it down, sadly. Fuck, man. They're just ruining my my fun, you know? That shit, it's fun because one, yes, you absolutely do freak yourself out. But when you hear that voice from the other side, motherfucker, you are not ready. Listen, dude, I was I felt like I was the most secure out of the four the three other guys that were with me, right? All four of us, I'm going out there. I'm the one that believed in God probably the most. I'm not trying to say that to like fucking pat pat myself on the back. I, the other three, I think, would admit that they're not the, the most practicing Christians on the face of the planet. Uh, and in fact, one, I didn't even know the dude. And uh, I think he was an atheist. Could be off on that one. Or at least an agnostic, I should say, because if he's out fucking ghost hunting. Uh, yeah. So anyway. I heard that fucking voice, dude. You are not ready. You are as ready as you think you are fuck's sake you're not it's it will catch you off guard and it ain't it ain't like in the movies where it's like oh fucking you know whatever no 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 dude <laughs> it 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 goes kind of through you you know i mean and they do say that the spirits take off the energy from those around them as well as the uh, the batteries and shit that you got on you and your phones so uh yeah, I've talked about this before. We were using a Frank's box. How do I know that it wasn't just a fucking, you know, message that was inside the Frank's box? Because I watched my buddy who had gotten it from Radio Shack bring it to me. It was completely sealed. Trust me, I checked it. When he walked out of the room after he showed it to me, because we had to look on YouTube to see how to turn a, a radio scanner and a, a, a receiver or a handheld. It, was, it wasn't a walkie-talkie. It was a fucking radio, a handheld radio. I checked that fucker to make sure it was all sealed. And it was. And then, and given, you're only taking my word for it right now. That's fine. Go do it yourself then. Um, so I think we used my knife to cut it open because I, my dad, one really good thing he always taught me was you always carry a knife on you, a little pocket knife, whatever. So I got out the knife and it was my knife. We cut it open, got it out, opened it up, followed the video, and before it scanned until it found a station. That's what a radio does. Well, you switch this whatever, I can't remember, it was fucking 15 years ago, over and it will continuously scan and it will hit a radio station for like an eighth of a second, I think it is. So you just hear like, you know, you don't even hear like a full word. So we did all that. We got it set up. This is probably seven or eight at night. Uh, no. Well, yeah, maybe around that time. And then we're like, all right, we got it all set up. We're going to leave. And so we left. And we went and picked up my other buddy. And then we went and picked up my friend's guy that was down in Ohio that was taking us to this place. Because these motherfuckers knew where it was. So uh, we all went there. We checked out Lima. There was some crazy shit that happened, man. When we first got there, there was a flashing light. And so we all knew that that was somebody else. This place had no electricity. Zero. There weren't lines around. There were nothing. It was right off the train tracks. That were, that's what we had to follow to get there. There wasn't even like a two-track to get out there, at least that we could see. There was a building off to the side, and it was it was nutty. And it was super fucking pitch dark. I mean, at this point, it was probably 10 or 11 at night. 
So uh, we walk up to this fucking, the opening, and we see this flash of light. And I think it flashed white and then red or red and then white. And uh, so I took my flashlight and I just kind of pointed it at the ground and tapped it a couple times on and off so that they knew somebody was there. Um, just in case they had a gun. Guess what? We had a gun. <laughs> We're not going to fuck around and get, get, you know, murdered by some hobo living in one of these places. So um, we did that. You could hear, and this was another big point. You could hear us walking. You could hear somebody walking from probably, I don't know, 200 yards away. Because it was a crisp autumn night where every foot step that you made, every footstep, every step that you made cracked and you could hear it from 20 yards away. I mean, sorry, ah, maybe not 200. That's a fucking long distance. Maybe 100 or so yards away. Um, and I knew this because after we were done, you know, we got out, we were looking around the outside and shit. Um, and you could... You know, we'd spread out, and you could, that's how far away we were from one another. Anyway, I'm going way too far into that. So that happened, and we tried to walk towards those, whoever those people were. Nowhere to be found. Couldn't hear anything. Zero, zip, zilch, nothing. And it was impossible. We were like, that's fucking crazy, you know? Maybe we're just imagining it or fucking can't hear, whatever. I, I don't know. So we go inside, we walk around, don't see shit. Until at one point, uh, we're on the second floor, and we see into the other building... We see that that light again. And I stay, I shit you not, I stayed there for like 20 minutes waiting to see him come out of this building. There was only one way out. It was a small little building. It's like a, one of those classrooms you saw back in the 17, 1800s. No one came out, dude. No one. You couldn't hear anything. Um, so that was a little off-putting. So then we were searching around. My friend had to save my life because I wasn't paying attention and he saw in front of me and he grabbed hold of me before I fell down this. He probably didn't save my life. He probably saved a broken leg. Um, there's a hole in the floor. This is the dangers of walking around in fucking abandoned buildings, <laughs> especially ones that are two, three, four floors high, is that there might be a fucking hole in there and you're going to fall down and bust your shit. So uh, be careful. Any hizzle. Um... We make our way all the way down into the basement where the, uh, uh, what is it, mortuary or the morgue, the morgue. We got into the morgue and it's fucking dark, dude. All the only light we had was our flashlights. And that's where we decided to do what we call the Frank's box session. And the first two guys to do it was my buddy and his, his friend that I didn't really know. And, uh, they put their, the ear pieces in each ear. We only had one set of headphones. And uh, one earpiece in each ear, and then they turned it on, and then they started scanning. And you could hear the scanning through their earpieces. Like, we were standing only two feet apart. Uh, that's how quiet it was in this building. So you could hear the, it scanning through the radio stations, and it was just static. You know, you know. And uh, then they asked, is there someone here? And you could faintly hear something. And we were like, oh, shit, you know. And then the, the guys go... Can you hear me? And I heard crisp as you hear my voice right now. Someone say, I hear you. It was a woman's voice. This was not a dude's voice. It was not deep. It was female. Um, they asked again, can you hear me? And I want to say each response was slightly different in wording and how it sounded. Um, almost in like... 
what am I, effort, an effort to get it out. And um, they both asked two times, and then uh, they asked something else, and you couldn't really make out what they said, what she said. And then uh, they were like, you guys want to? And the first time we heard it, all four of us, you could see each other's face from the, the flashlight was just jaw, jaw dropping. It was like, holy fuck. Like none of us had really ever experienced that. This is my first time. I'm shitting my pants, right? And uh, they give the earpieces over to me and my other buddy. And uh, sure enough, in a situation like that, you're just dumbfounded. Groupthink runs rampant and uh, you're just dumbfounded. So what do you think happens? Well, we keep asking the same dumbass question that this ghost must have been like, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, you're no fun. You keep asking me the same shit. I'm running out of energy, fuck face. How about you ask me something else? My name? You know, how did I die? Am I going to kill you? You know, that would be fucking smart, but no, you don't think about shit like that. It's not like in Ghost Adventures and shit, okay? And that stuff, eh, I want to believe, but yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it was a hell of experience. And then the voice died away, or died out, I should say. And, um, and then we were like, all right, we're cold. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning. We're two, three hours away from my house. Uh, we still had to drop off both guys and all this other shit. So uh, we st- we leave and we go out. And this is where we start kind of walking around the building. And a couple of us get, you know, about 100 yards away from one another. And we're just investigating the outside. All the windows are busted out. Um, it's, an, it's a straight up abandoned building. And you're not supposed to be there. You know, we're just breaking the law and just being there in the first place. And... Um, we start hearing extra crunching that's not us. You know, at one point we all stopped and the crunching, it would stop after like a few steps. Like we'd all stop. You'd look around and see everyone else stopped and it would still crunch in between us. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, could it have been a critter? Sure. Not fucking putting that out. The voice, absolutely not. I'm, I'm 100% certain that that was a uh, disembodied voice. And uh, yes, I've ran through all the questions that you're having right now for me. Oh, it could be this. It could have been that. They could have set this up. They could have. Co- uh, no, no, not from, not from any bit of what I know it to be true. Now, again, you're listening to me. Why don't you go do it yourself? Go get your own fucking uh, radio scanner or whatever you want to call it, and uh, and do the Frank's box change to it, and then uh, you go check it out. It's exhilarating to say the least when you hear that fucking voice dude you know but something freaked out my other guys I didn't see this last part there was somebody in the fucking window there's somebody in the building um, that I don't know if it was a person or ghost or uh, admonition no permanent no you know where you see a a disembodied shadow or some shit um, they saw it and they fucking took off. I'm not the type of dude that just runs instantly. Like you hear everybody else go and you're like, fuck, I gotta go. I mean, given if it's a gunshot, you put your head down, but for fuck's sake, you know, I want to investigate. I'm, I'm I want to see what's happening. I want to see what's coming my way. Those fuckers take off and I'm stuck there looking up at this building. Like what the fuck did they see? I couldn't see it. I looked everywhere. Couldn't see it. So then I had to play fucking catch up on the goddamn rocky ass uh, railroad tracks. Thanks, dudes. Thanks a lot, bros, for keeping for letting me fall behind to get fucking eaten by something. 
dickheads. But um, I mean, overall, it was it was great. We got back late. It was a lot better than the. F- oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong this entire time. That was the second time I went out. The first time I went out was no bueno. I lived over by uh, the Northville Insane Asylum that they just tore down. It's so fucking sad. I had finally I had driven by it a while back, and they tore it down. It's fucking sad because of my memories that I had there. The first one wasn't so great. So the first time I tried to go out with my one of the four or three guys that I was with in Lima, and uh, we decided. We're going to go check this fucker out, but first we're going to stop in and we're going to get old school gangster and get two 40s each. I don't know why. I don't know why we thought to get 40s, but we did. We got 40s malt liquor and we were gangster as fuck. I slammed that first bottle. Now I hadn't had a, I hadn't had a 40 and I don't know how long. And, um, so I slammed mine, he slammed his, and then we went and we were going to drink the others when we got back. (laughs) I got kind of fucked up. I didn't just kind of, I got, I got a hell of a, uh, slight drunk. I didn't want to say buzz. It was more of a buzz, more of a buzz, slightly inebriated. And, uh, we had to walk through this nice neighborhood cause we were going to sneak in this motherfucker, right? We we're going to climb the fence and get over. So we find the fence and, um, it's nighttime because that's what criminals like us do. Dumb criminals. And I'm like, all right, just shine it through on the other side. I'm going to climb this bitch, and I'm going to jump over the other side over by this tree. And he's like, cool, bet. I'm like, bet. And so I jump up this motherfucker, and I'm like, all right, I'm at the top. I'm like, fucking shine it over there. And he's shining it, and there's like an embankment on the other side. I'm like, cool, keep it right there. I fucking jump over. I didn't see the vine and that grabbed hold of my fucking feet and shit whipped the rest of my fucking body into the embankment. Knocked the wind out of me. I'm sitting there going, oh. he's laughing his ass off. There's a truck on the other side of that fucking fence that's driving by. And he's like, shh, shh trying to tell the dude that's got the wind. I can't control my body at that point. I'm oh, trying to fucking get air back into my Man, cut off right at that point, right? With the phone call. Anyway, so I'm trying to get air back into my lungs. And uh, he's cracking up. I'm, And then finally I can laugh after a minute and we decided to go back home where we watched some scary movies and drank the other 40 so that night didn't end super well i had uh we had crept into man northfield just kind of fucked up i mean i don't know why i think they're good memories because they're not i lost my fucking hunting knife out there one night man that sucked went out there sneaking around because i would always i'm not getting caught up by some fucking group of hobos or gangsters or some shit not being without a weapon which in every scary movie in the fucking woods you have weapons all around you you know why wouldn't oh that's because the directors are pussies and they're all liberals out in hollywood they don't realize that a real man would grab a hold of a fucking stick or a fucking rock and carry that around with him in the blair witch project yeah a bunch of pussy ass fucking liberals are gonna walk around in the woods i don't think so um Oh, Black Rifle Coffee, uh, they've got a YouTube channel, and every Halloween they set up, uh, or they make a video of how soldiers, because they're all ex-soldiers, ex-military, how they would deal with a, like, a, a slasher flick or, or, you know, haunted, go check it out, it's pretty funny, um, not Insidious, fuck, what is the name of that fucking movie series, it's great, um, Go watch a whole bunch of B-movies. Enjoy your Halloween, dude. I, and I'm only saying this because i got to end off uh, in about three minutes. So uh, ha- the Halloween franchise is great. 
um, Friday the 13th is a pretty good, pretty decent one, especially the early ones. Uh, the very first one is going to catch you off guard because it, it, it's not it's not Jason, it's his mom. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street's pretty damn good, Freddy. Um, Child's Play, that scared me when I was four. And by the way, the reason that I like all this shit is because I had two older sisters that were both nine and ten years older than me. So they were around that age that they'd start watching horror movies. I was four. I was three and four, and I was being exposed to just the most goriest. I remember one of the first scary movies was a uh, was a movie, I believe it was called Truth or Dare, in which a dude um, in an insane asylum dared another guy in a wheelchair to fucking hold a live grenade in his mouth, and it blew his head off. That's what I was exposed to at fucking three, and I can remember it. So now I got a real fucked up um, desire to watch scary shit. Uh, my kids, <laughs> my son is still afraid of the dark. I was afraid of the dark for a long time too. So, uh, my daughter, she is too, you know, but eventually they're going to get over it. Oh, we got trick-or-treaters out already. I got to go slow. So anyway, man, if you're taking your kids out trick-or-treating, have a wonderful time. Watch some scary movies tonight. Listen, new, new relationships, go to a haunted house tonight. I think they'll probably have it open this weekend too. I hope it leads to you getting lucky, you know. Uh, we'll get married first, obviously, but, you know, if you guys... I can't promote it. No, whatever. <laughs> have a good holly. Holly? Have a good Halloween. And, um... Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a punk-ass, bitch-ass liberal that's going to go running through the forest without using sticks and stones as weapons. So this should be somewhat fun. And I know that the uh, the very first part of all of this uh, sucked. It's because I didn't turn off the Bluetooth. And uh, is that what it's called? Bluetooth? Yeah. Um, I didn't turn off the Bluetooth, so it was going through my car mic. And uh, so sorry about that. But anyway. This last part, I just kind of had a cool idea, sort of, I guess, to me anyway, to break down all of the types of horror film killers and what you can do with them or how to defeat them or what to do, not with them, well, I guess with, no, with, you know what the fuck I'm saying, <laughs> I can't even talk, ooh, um, so what's fun about this this uh, Halloween so far is I know that my the night is going to be awesome because what's going to happen is everybody's going to go to bed when we get home. We're leaving my wife's aunt's house. I got my mom up from Tennessee, so we're going home. I don't have my son this this ha uh, Halloween. He's with his mom, so we trade him off, you know, 50-50. So uh, he, she gets him this year. I'll get him next year. What was funny is uh, my wife's aunt is rich, and she lives in a neighborhood of full-size candy bar motherfuckers. That's what type of rich these people are. Because I know rich people that still don't, that you know, they'll do the fun size, the snack size shit. No, this is everybody in this fucking neighborhood gives out full-size fucking candy bars. And when I brought my son last year... It got to the point where my son, he was like, Dad, I'm fucking tired. I mean, obviously he didn't say that. But um, he did say, dude, I'm, my, my feet hurt. And I'm like, well, soldier on, son. <laughs> um, get up, let's go. Like, you know, you're only going to have so many times in your life where this is acceptable. Because I can't do it at 36 and have anybody want to give me candy. 
Um, and again, I then turned around to eat about 85 to 90% of the candy that we had scored. Uh, some of it I earned, I think, in a way. Uh, some of it, you know, I was putting myself in the way of diabetes for my son. So, you know, being what a father should be, which is the protector. Uh, the odd thing was he didn't even notice. Is that just an intrinsically good kid? He didn't give a shit. He was like, well, back in my day, dude, I fucking knew where every piece of candy was. I put out, I dump out the whole fucking bag. And of course my dad would come up and I don't, this isn't against him in any way because obviously I'm worse than my dad is when it comes to this shit. But my dad would take a couple of pieces that he liked out of, you know, at the end of the night from the pile. And I'd be like, oh, fucking A. And he'd be like, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. However, also back in my day, my dad didn't go out with us at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, we did that on our own. I don't even know if I went out at 13. But anyway, I went out on my own. He didn't help for shit. That's, yeah, see, that's what government's all about. They just come in, don't help you out, and fucking take. But anyway, so, and then I would, I would like organize all the candy, right? All the Snickers would be in the same spot, all the Reese's Pieces, all the fucking bubble gum in one massive mound, all the fucking pennies and shit, you know, from the old ladies that would give you that, the fucking nasty ass hard candy, the popcorn, fuck those people, God, what kind of monsters are they, probably got a kid down in their basement, um, some of them would get like cool chips, like Doritos and shit, but um, also back in my day, we were always worried about razor blades in our shit. Which I guess is rearing its head again, only this time... Oh, this time it's THC-laced candy. <laughs> Not that I think that's cool, because it isn't. Obviously, you can't drug somebody without them knowing, and you sure, certainly shouldn't be doing that to kids. That's absolutely horrendous. Uh, but it's also not fucking razor blades. Know what I mean? In the hizzle... Uh, what's going to be fun for my night is, so my daughter got to go. So I took my daughter out as I have done the last, did she go out? The, we didn't take, really take her out the first year. It was more just kind of, well, yeah, because we didn't have her brother. We had him last year. So we kind of took her out last year. You know, she got to dress up and she liked that. Um, but this year we, we made it down. Dude, it's fucking snowing. I'm in Michigan. It's snowing. That's how fucking ridiculous this is. And it's not, understand it like this. This is not climate change. I remember watching the Notre Dame-Michigan game, which has always been in the beginning. Obviously this year it wasn't, but that's different because they haven't played in a while. But I remember watching Notre Dame play Michigan in the snow, which was in the beginning of, or at least somewhat towards at least the middle part of the, uh, the season. Back when I was, I don't know, 10? 12, no, 10, 8, 9, something like that, you know, somewhere around there. So this isn't out of the ordinary, you know, that we have snow. Sometimes it snowed in the, in the beginning of October, sometimes in the middle. Obviously now it's right at the end, which is cool, but it's snowing and it's fucking cold. It is 33 degrees. How about them apples? Um, what else? Oh yeah, so... The cool part of my night's going to be everybody's going to go home. We're all going to get warm. You know, the the, the baby's going to go down. It's uh, 9 o'clock. So by the time you hear this, 
I'll probably be stoned. <laughs> and I got candy. I got full-size candy bars. I am a sucker for sweets, dude. Um, but what I like about my body now is that it rejects too much. Like, I can't just sit down like I used to and eat 10 candy bars or some crazy shit like that. I eat about one to two, and I'm done. Maybe three. Maybe three candy bars. But I'm pushing the limit there. And I need milk. I can't have chocolate without milk. I don't know what kind of fucking freak you might be that can do that. I can't. I absolutely need... There was a commercial a while ago about a guy... I'm going to get to it here in a minute, but about a guy who, um, you know, he woke up after dying and there's cookies, chocolate chip cookies everywhere. And he was so happy and he thought he was in heaven. And then he went to go drink the milk and it was out of all milk. And it turns out he was in hell. That would be... Somewhat of my hell, to a degree. That would be like the first ring of my hell um, in Dante's Inferno. Any hizzle, as I've used for the second time, the different type of creatures and how you can deal with them. Take Michael Myers for one. We're going to start with him. Uh, again, my favorite movie franchise. Michael Myers, um, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Slow walkers. They are much like what the zombies should be. Uh, I get the idea in 28 Days Later and The Walking Dead of fast zombies, but zombies had always been the dead. Uh, also understand that a mummy is a zombie. It's just an Egyptian one. Get it? So anyway, uh, they're slow walkers. All you need is space. You just need a lot of space. Don't get in confined areas. Again, pick up a fucking stick or a rock. Keep your distance. They're slow. And you can hit them. Uh, you never see Jason Voorhees. But he always shows up right in front of you. Because the majority of these fucking people lose their shit and trip in the woods and fall over. So, you know, watch your step. There's tip number two. One, you need space. Number two, watch your step. Um... Well, I guess that would be number three, because number two is grab a weapon. You're going to have to fucking gird your loins, ladies and gents. All right? It's time to man up, nut up, or shut up. Um, because the alternative is death. So that's for you. So that's what we're avoiding here, and that's what I'm going to help you out with, just in case in the future we have to face this type of shit. Um, so we've got... We, got, we took care of about three right there, right? Three or four. The Mummy, Zombies, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers. Fuck, I really didn't anticipate how difficult this was going to be because what the fuck do you do with Freddy? That's just one where you're going to have to overcome your fears, man. Freddy Krueger can kill you in your dreams. Um, that, that, might ha that might be the ultimate to be honest. What can you do? Um, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't ready. I was more so thinking that this could be an idea to talk about. Um, and then I was like, yeah, dude, what about this? I could start here. And I didn't go any further. Fuck me. Like The Blob. If you, Dude, if you've never watched The Blob, these are old school movies. These are just the foundational movies that as a horror fan, you need to know about. Um, the Blob, The Creature from the Blue Lagoon, um, American Werewolf in Paris, 
uh, the original, uh, vampires, I mean, oh, you know what, I guess I will have to do a little tangent of what I cannot stand with what Hollywood's doing and, and fucking up shit, they did it in Blade 2 and 3, they did it in Resident Evil, or at least after so long in Resident Evil, um, it's kind of the same creature, where their jaw, their, um, their chin separates, uh, for the vampires at least, um, and it just makes them real gay. They did it with, uh, fucking, what was it? Super hot broad that was dressed in all leather. It starts with an E. Not evolution. Um, she's an English chick. She was a vampire. She was a death dealer. You know the movie I'm talking about. Pretty good series there. It's not scary. You're on the side of the vampires at first against the lichens. Fuck, just when you want to remember, you can't remember. But they did it there too, where they caused the vampires, they caused their chins to open up. That's just gay. A vampire is supposed to have its canines. Uh, I saw this in Supernatural. Supernatural is a pretty decent TV show. Uh, I like it. You know, there's some shit that I don't agree with. Um, one would certainly be the vampires. Instead of having the canines be their teeth with arguably holes in them, where they suck out the light or the blood force from you, or the life force, which is your blood in your in your uh, carotid. In Supernatural, they just had like sharp teeth that would come out over your teeth from your gums. Stop it! Make the vampires what they're supposed to be. You know, a fucking crucifix hurts them. Why? Because they come from Judas. Uh, as as we must feed off of the blood and the body of Christ in the Eucharist. Uh, vampires follow the path of Judas, which they have to feed off of the blood um, and body of human beings. See the, see the correlation there? They need to keep it that way to keep it cool. I hate whenever they try fucking, they just try adding to something and all it does is fuck it up. So the vampires as of late, and then they also went with Twilight. Fuck you, dude. Alright? Um, you're just as bad as the fucking Wachowski sisters. Brothers. They're not really women. Uh, in The Last Matrix. You're just as bad as the fucking douchebags that wrote the end of Game of Thrones. That's what you are, Twilight fuckers. Fucking twinkle in the sunlight. What the fuck, you, you twinkle-toes, limp-wristed bitch? No! just fucking taking cool shit and fucking it up. Listen, the reason it's cool is because it, it, it's, it's scary. You, you could die. <laughs> and, um, and then it makes your heart beat faster. Not these fucking weird ass little fucking twinkly, twinkly bits. What do they call them? Oh, twinks. That's when a, a, a gay guy in Canada has like a little, um, a minor like a 16, 17 year old gay lover is what the twink is. At least that's what I hear. Um, where else? Who else? What are, what are we going to do? Okay, so the blob. What do you do there? Well, you got to fucking run and hope. Maybe salt? Maybe he's like a slug. And you could just burn him away with salt. There's got to be something. There's always a balance there. Um, 
I'm really fucking this up, to be honest. What other bad guys are? Oh, werewolf. Well, I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, there's plenty of... Uh, there, there's the endings of movies that give away how to beat these guys. But I think I'm arguing more so to keep the rest of the team together. Never split up. Or at least alone. You always go in teams of at least four or more. And if you have to, tie yourselves together. No more of this fucking going through and, and getting picked off in a fucking mist. Don't go towards mists. Don't go towards mists. That's just bad news bears. Those motherfuckers apparently can see in that shit. And uh, we have a long history of it happening to motherfuckers. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Stay away from the mist. You know what a pretty powerful weapon is against the mist? A fan. <laughs> if you can power a fan, bring that bitch with you. Even one of those little weird ones that you keep at your bedpost, right? And... It's just got the three blades, and you can stop it with your finger. It kind of hurts, but it kind of doesn't. And you fuck with it, you know? Bring one of those. That'll fucking push away some of that. Blow. All you got to do is blow some air out. Take one of those, uh, oh, what's that thing that they use for fires? And it blows air into it. Take one of them with you, if you can. I mean, it, arguably, right, if you're going to be in the forest and there's a mist, you're probably in a cabin. So just grab that bitch out of the fireplace and uh, take uh, take the, the 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 poker with you. There you go. You now you got a weapon, and you can keep the mist away. You can see that motherfucker coming from arguably three feet away. You're good. God damn it! I could survive this shit. My wife tried telling me at one point. She goes, "You wouldn't survive a zombie apocalypse." No, no, no. I'm sorry. She said that she could survive one over me. <laughs> oh my god, talk about a woman stepping outside her role. <laughs> Honey, come on, man. Oh shit. It's like you really think something about yourself, huh? She's well, she could run further than I could at that point. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I probably would have ran a little further than her, but I'm pulling up next to him. I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. Podcast. Oh, we're doing Windows? I'm working on a podcast! <laughs> she thinks this is so nerdy when I do this. Um, but whatever. I'm working on ideas here. Alright, what else? Who else we got? Name one. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, later on tonight, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to wait for everybody to go to sleep, which is usually my norm. I'm going to get out my bowl, which is my preferred way of smoking. I'm going to take a couple tokes. I'm going to get nice and high. It only takes a couple, and I'm there. And uh, I'm going to put my chocolate. I got a Milky Way, a Snickers, and a Kit Kat. Oh, God damn it. A Kit Kat cold, son of a bitch. So I'm going to put them in the, in the fridge. Not quite the freezer. Sometimes, like, chocolate uh, um, M&Ms with... Um, all of them are chocolate, for fuck's sake. Uh, peanut M&Ms in the freezer are to die for. Try that shit out if you haven't before. Also, uh, just the plain M&Ms in the freezer with beer with a Budweiser is fucking uncanny. It's awesome. Yes, a lot of these combinations I came about from having been high at times. All right, but that's a benefit. Okay, that's not that's not a negative. 
Um, so anyway, that's what I'm gonna do. As soon as I get home, I'm putting the chocolate in the fridge. It's gonna get nice and cool. It's a nice little crisp, and it also, it's also kind of refreshing. Um, and then, uh, once I toke and everybody's asleep, gonna get the milk out, right? Gotta have that ready. It's vitamin D too. Usually we don't get that, it's a little fattening. I need to watch my waist. Um, oddly enough, the last couple days I've been losing weight on accident. It wasn't even a fucking chore. So, uh, man, guy, get off my ass. So, uh, what else? And then I'm gonna pick a movie, and I don't know what movie it yet. I know there's a couple out that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, as of right now, I've got all the movie channels uh, streaming. And if, dude, if you're not streaming, what are you doing? Are you watching? Listen, if you want your, your normal channels, get an antenna. The antennas are phenomenal these days. You don't need cable. Cable is a fucking waste of time. And you don't need a dumbass package with a home phone. Nobody has a home phone, even though I kind of do want a landline. It's good for something every once in a while. Uh, listen, I understand I'm, un I'm, un I'm unloading a lot on you right now, okay? But just sit back, relax, and go along the ride with me. Because I am fucking there right now. I'm so excited. So it's going to be a scary movie. It has to be because this is fucking Halloween, dude. It's the last night of the greatest month in the year. And that's a Catholic talking to you right now. Okay, yes, I acknowledge that Christmas and Easter are both ahead of Halloween. I agree. However, the month itself of October, I get to scare the shit out of myself. And, and trust me, the scares in the house of me scaring people has gone up 500% over the year with the month of October. Um, my wife's super easy. Sometimes she'll be, uh, a great time to catch her is when she's blow drying her hair because she leaves the, the door open and uh, I just kind of sneak up from the kitchen and I can jump into the hallway without her knowing I'm coming and just scream real loud and it scares the piss out of her. Um, and she gets so aggravated at it. Uh, also, just really, I can come right up behind her and just kind of go and fucking scare the shit out of her. <laughs> I scared my son so bad, I really got to pull back on him um, because I scared him so bad last year that I made him cry. <laughs> I mean, it was an awesome scare. I had the fucking lights out in the room. He came out of the bathroom. It was nighttime and uh, he didn't see it coming, dude. And I just, I didn't relent. You know, it was one of those scares where like, instead of just going, boo, it was, ah! you know, and I wouldn't stop screaming so that when that initial blast of fear hit him it just kept coming in like short little pulses as I was getting louder and louder and closer and closer out of the darkness so that oh that was bad I feel bad for that no I'm sorry that was two years ago because last year I, I took him to his first haunted house kick-ass experience he made it through it he, he manned up that was that's a that's just something that that men are gonna have to go through at a young age you got to get through that you got to overcome that fear so, uh, all right, other other killers to deal with. What else is there? It. Um, yeah, that's that, see again. You got to really pair up with your friends. You can't you can't go all willy nilly, one at one on one with them. Uh, I mean, if if you're if you're like the the people from it, you know, you got to come in brave. You can't fuck around. Um, I do wonder how many of these. When it comes to ghosts and demons, you just got to have a lot of faith in Christ. Uh, as in most of these cases, 
These guys are all afraid of Jesus. I don't know if you noticed that. So uh, it takes this, this strong Catholic type. Or Chris, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. It takes this strong Christian type, I should have said. Sorry. I Freudian slipped there for a second. Um, so it takes a strong faith in, in Christ to come in and, uh, and battle these motherfuckers. And uh, you can just give him the finger, right? It, once you give the, the devil the finger, um, he's already losing his grasp on you. And then you can try to punch him in the face. I don't know if it's going to work out super well for you. Maybe if you drew some crosses on you, it could. You know, draw a cross on your shoe and kick him in the dick. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've thought about this before. Like, all right, if I'm going against a ghost or like a real bad demon or some shit, maybe I just start drawing crosses all over me and uh and now i can hit them because without that right they're they're disembodied they're just a spirit they're not flesh and you'll go right through them but they can somehow hit you which is completely unfair um but there's got to be a way in there right uh faith the size of mustard seed and now you can start hitting them back god wouldn't that just fuck up a spirit for the day right he thinks oh i'm gonna fuck with you i'm gonna throw around chairs and shit and i'm gonna smack you around um, and maybe fling you against the wall and rattled some cupboards and then all of a sudden you pull out the marker that you had blessed by a priest and then you start writing crosses all over and then you fucking just check them with the overhand left or some shit <laughs> and catch them off guard, dude. Could you imagine? Yeah, you win the day there, man. That's a fucking moral victory if I've ever heard of one. Uh... We just tackled a whole bunch slightly in a, in a pretty broad stroke there. Um, who else? Who else is there? Werewolves, silver bullets, obviously. You gotta, obviously, you gotta really bear second, bear second. You gotta bear arms. You gotta, you gotta be a, a full-on Second Amendment constitutionalist. So basically, an American to take on all these motherfuckers. You can't be some pussy ass. Democrat. <laughs> How did I bring politics into this? I know I did it on the on the last part, and I after I was like, did I really bring politics into this? <laughs> yeah, sure did. Well, I mean, look at what it is. You got to be a fucking gun-toting constitutionalist Christian to take on all these bad guys because they're basically the Democrats. <laughs> That's the analogy in all this. That's what all the bad guys are. They're just Democrats that won't fucking die. Oh, and then you got to, not that I'm saying to go kill Democrats. I'm obviously not saying that. But in all these killer slasher flicks, you got to make sure they're dead. There's probably the very last step. I don't know. Carry around some holy water, too. Um, if you don't have a priest present, do your best. You know, do the sign of the cross. Get a cup of water. If all you got is, like, beer or pop, not saying that that's, you know, number one. But if that's all you got, I mean, maybe maybe spit. I don't know. If you really want to piss off the devil, well, I wouldn't say blessing piss, but, uh, you know, liquid of some sort. And um, you know, vinegar probably wouldn't taste very good for the devil. And then you just bless that and throw it on them. And uh, fuck with them, you know? I mean, that's their whole thing. That's their niche. They get to fuck with you all day long. That's how all, these, all, all the spirit horror movies start off, right? They start fucking with you in little ways. So once you start to get the upper hand, fuck with them a little bit. You know, call them out. Tell them they got a little dick. 
I don't know, fuck with them. You know, tell them, hey, listen, by the way, I stopped by your mom's grave and I took a shit right where her face would be so she's got to smell that. And I covered it up so that nobody's going to take it away. Fuck with them. Get back a little bit. I don't think God's going to be mad at you for it. All right, so that's about... (laughs) I think that's about the end of it. Uh, We've touched on just about all of them. If I can remember another one throughout the week, I'll try bringing it up. And uh, I'll also try to, to come a little bit more prepared with what you should do in order, in, in case you encounter one of these uh, psychopathic, murderous um, killers. And, uh, and hopefully you enjoyed all this. And I hope that you had a, just a kick-ass Halloween. And if you're listening this tomorrow... Um, and you didn't have a great Halloween, hopefully this makes your day better. You know, I know the first part didn't sound great. You're going to have to turn it up real loud. And then when the second part kicks in, obviously it's a better mic. So, you know, you're going to have to turn it down. Um, beyond all that, have a super duper Halloween. I hope this holiday, wait, Halloween special episode, which is just what I'm titling it, um, was good for you because it was good for me. I feel good about this. Uh, Like I said, I'm about to get high and watch a a really good scary movie, or at least a scary movie. Maybe it's a B movie, which in my terms is pretty fucking good. And I'll have a happy night. So happy Halloween and enjoy it all. Be accountable. Be responsible. Don't be a liberal.